are listening to Michelle Constant on the Station of the Year. 29 with SFM 104 to 107. And uh, we've got Nico on the line. Nico, our petrol head. Nico, how's your cup of coffee and how's that couch? Good morning, good morning. Oh, the coffee was great. I had, I, I had to wait for a bit of load tuning to go past, and then uh, luckily um, there was enough time to make a coffee, and it was fabulous. So it's oh. a beautiful morning in Victoria. We had some rain last night, so a lovely day. Lovely. I feel like we could break into song. Lovely day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nico. All right. So, what's up? Yes. Well, um, okay, what's up? Not much. Uh, first of all, Formula One, so I'm, I'm a big Formula One fan. Uh, the Formula One um, is, uh, of course, the first Formula One Grand Prix of the season is this weekend. So if you are big into Formula One, it's at um, Bahrain. The mm. qualifying today is at 5 o'clock, and the race tomorrow is at 5 o'clock. So well, into Formula One for African time, um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Formula One because I wanted to ask you about the story that I heard on BBC the other day saying that Lewis Hamilton has been given permission to wear his nose stud whilst racing. Apparently, there's generally a ban on Formula One drivers who to wear jewellery. They're not allowed to wear jewellery in their cars, but they, they gave mm-hmm. him a medical exemption to leave his nose stud in, saying that they were concerned about the disfigurement with frequent attempts at removing the device from his nose. I thought that was quite fabulous because, of course, he's so beautiful, old Lewis Hamilton. We wouldn't want him to disfigure that just perfect nose of his by taking his stud out and in every five seconds, would we now? <laughs> I, I think we should focus on racing and a lot less um, um, fashion. And, you know, so ra- racing should be more about racing and a lot less about fashion, I think. And uh, I, The idea with this, Michelle, is that um, uh, a few years ago, two years ago, I think, and there was quite it was Roman Grosjean had quite a big crash, and there was a big fireball, and he almost um, actually unfortunately well he almost died in the car crash because he was yeah. stuck, and while the car um, caught a luck, and he burned his hand severely. So that, you know um, when you're racing, everything has to be fireproof. So you have fireproof socks, you have fireproof underwear that at once they actually banned Formula One drivers from wearing their own underwear. You have a Formula One, so in other words, socks fireproof fireproof underwear and a vest, then your racing, the suit itself is um, fireproof, your gloves are fireproof, your balaclava, and the helmet, and the shoes. So, um, uh, because, you know, you know, these things can catch a light. So, I think the idea with uh, um, jewelry is that when it gets very hot, um, metal is going uh, to, is a great conductor of heat. Mm. So, you know, that's the idea with, with um, why they're uh, banning um, jewelry. Um, well, that's the idea around it. But, you know, racing at the end of the day is a dangerous sport. Um, but Formula One has done so Nico? Yes, are you, uh, so, yes. Sorry, we, lo- we, we, lost you. we lost you for a moment there. You were saying Formula One is so? And they've done a lot to, 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 you know, to increase the safety um, of the race cars. I think um, mm. Senna's death was, was sort of a culmination or, or, or them saying this is really not great. And from there, it got a lot better. And if you go back to the 60s and 70s, Regularly, people were, were, were dying in, in race cars. So um, safety is really paramount, and the safety is actually quite amazing in Formula One. So, yeah. Um, but, again, if you're into Formula One, this weekend would be a great one um, you know, because it's the start of the season. So let's see. What are those little bar things that they created in the cars itself um, for Formula One races? 
Say again, that? Not bars as in alcoholic bars, but like bars as in, they, they created like a little You're cap- talking about the halo. It's, yeah, it's like a yeah, capsule, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's called a halo. So I wasn't initially a, a fan. A lot of racing drivers weren't a fan of that, this halo because you have this thing that's um, um, uh, a bar in front of the driver and goes over his head. But it's actually showed a few times now where the halo has saved drivers' lives. So mm. um, I think we're now used to it. Um, but the, the halo is effectively something that protects the drivers. And you saw it recently when a wheel landed on Lewis Hamilton's car, and Max Verstappen's wheel, and had the halo not been there, it would have actually could, could have been quite bad. So um, there's been a few instances where the halo has proven that you know it does make a difference. So I think that strive for for for, for safety in racing is quite important because yeah, at the end of the day, it's still a dangerous sport. Having said that, a race car is still much safer than a road car because you have a roll cage to strap into the seat. You can't move anywhere. You're wearing fireproof clothing. So race cars generally are safe, but it doesn't mean that bad accidents still cannot happen because you're traveling at high speed. Do we have um, something a bit like the halo? I mean, I know that we do, but I'm not exactly sure how it works in normal cars. No, not. I mean, uh, with normal cars, the consideration has, there has to be other considerations if you look at how they climb if you're climbing into a race car it's not a it's not a very um a slick well it's a slick process when you're used to it but you know you're not going to get in there easy um like a normal car you have to climb through the roll cage or in formula one you have to climb there's a few things you've got to take out climb in put something uh, put your um, your, your hunch device around your neck put something around your head to protect it so with a normal car um everything is built in the structure of the car so part of the um, the, let's call it the shell that's referred to as a monocoque design is the safety um, um, structure of the car. So with a race car, the roll cage um, won't make it tactical for anybody to climb in and out. It, it, you know, so in other words, race cars, it, you need to be a little bit more of a contortionist to get in um, because the safety system works quite well, yeah. but it's really bolted on. Yeah. We're in, into the car. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wait, I just want to ask you one more thing about racing. What did you think about the mm-hmm. racing in Cape Town? So, Formula One is this weekend, and I'm really looking forward to exciting racing for Formula One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 so we'll have lots of sports this weekend. Uh, so, you're not. There's going to be engine sounds for Formula One. <laughs> oh, yes, that's excellent. <laughs> Okay, so you, you weren't, we're moving forward, are we? Moving forward, so as I said, um, you know, concerning the Formula E Grand Prix in Cape Town, uh, it's going to be a great race in Bora. And it was great for Cape Town to have lots of people <laughs> there and coverage. It was beautiful to see the mountain. The stadium looked mm. great, you know, from the air. The shots were beautiful. So, so for tourism, um, so for tourism... It's a whole lot better than watching. It's a whole lot better than watching a game, uh, a footy game at Tottenham Hotspurs. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was great for tourism. It was fabulous. So, <laughs> Michelle, tell me. Yes. Um, 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 sorry, now I lost my story. So, um, in, in cars now, and um, the, the one of the trends in cars is interaction with cars. So, before um, um, you know, we, the focus wasn't as much as. Um, um, let's say 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, as much were you interacting with a car yeah. um, and you interacting with your phone. So things like CarPlay or Android Auto, 
has now become common, commonplace. You, you find it in most cars. You almost, on a, when you're buying a new car, want to say, why doesn't the car have CarPlay? In other words, a function where you plug in uh, um, your phone and it mirrors the phone, or you actually, some of the, the systems on our wireless. Just as an aside, just, just um, on, on an interesting uh, aspect, it has happened, and I've experienced that with a few manufacturers' cars, where the car drops the, the CarPlay. So I, have, um, I use CarPlay. The CarPlay mirrors my phone, but I might drive it and suddenly drops the, the, the signal and then it drops it and comes back. Mm. So it can happen that in some cars, when it goes past a, a radio tower, like a cell phone tower, and because it's wireless to the car, if that signal from the cell phone tower is stronger than the, uh, the signal from the phone, it will, for that instant, drop the uh, connection and then the connection will go back again. So if you're driving a car and you're experiencing every time it drops your, your phone, your car plate, you'll notice that it happens in the same place. So it can actually happen yeah. that there are, there's a radio interference and that drops the car plate um, um, from your phone. So if, you're, if that's happening, that's actually, unfortunately, the reason for it. But the, the idea with that is that you marine your phone, but now manufacturers and a few manufacturers, um, including Mercedes-Benz and now Volkswagen, Audi and Porsche, have also... Um, included um, almost like an app store. In other words, you can now download apps to your car. So yeah. and normally the car would have an interface, and if you're mirroring your phone, you plug it in. But now, let's say like Android Auto, you can download Apple CarPlay onto the car itself. So you don't actually need your phone to run it. And even things with it, a little bit worrying, things like TikTok um, can also now, I'm not sure, probably when you're driving, TikTok won't work, but um, you can download those directly to the car. And, of course, other apps like Tidal um, or Spotify. So the idea is that they download it to the car. The car has a embedded SIM card and use data, of course. Um, um, so that depends, again, in South Africa about what the manufacturer has. But it's a more stable platform. So there's more interactive things that you now start downloading to the car that you can interact with. Okay. So... Um, so, right. so we're talking about interacting with artificial intelligence, not really. Well, not, not they're just not, apps. Not they're just apps. Yeah, just apps. But actually, I mean, if you go further, artificial intelligence is there because one of the things, for instance, is um, uh, uh, things like um, uh, hey, uh, look, hey Google. So that 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 also part of that. Um, or um, what's the other one uh, that people uh, with interacting with um, uh, with the system? Um, I'm trying to think now, I've currently lost four words. But voice commands in cars have also become a lot stronger. In other words, interacting with the car, telling the car what you want. So they've been around for a while, but functionality is getting um, sort of much better in the car. The, 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 the functionality of turning up your air conditioner or opening up your sunroof, that, those things are becoming much stronger, um, depending on, or, or better rather, depending on the country. I haven't seen it too much in South Africa. Some of the cars now you can unlock and lock with your smartphone. In other words, if you have uh, NFC technology in your smartphone, you can hold it next to the door and you can, you'll be able to open and close the door with that. Now, interestingly enough, Ford has got a new patent and it's a patent. Okay, wait. In other words, we're going to have to we, we have to go to a break. So when we come back, we'll go back to the Ford patent. Okay. All right. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. We're chatting to our petrol head, Nico Smith. We're talking about um, 
the trend of how cars uh, we are as as drivers we are interacting more and more and more with what is going on in the car the tech te- uh, technology the apps there's voice recognition and much much more nico you were talking about uh, a new trend with ford with regards to this yes so, so this is a patent so what manufacturers obviously want to do is they want to outdo each other um, and have something that um, nobody else has first and um, so uh, you know getting a patent registered always talks about an idea you might have in future now whether it works or not um, you'll have to see um, so that so there's a Ford patent and this is a, a little bit also linked to autonomous driving so just as an aside as an aside another big focus for car manufacturers is autonomous driving in other words the car driving itself now um, we're not there yet where you basically climb on the car for a car that you buy for yourself and press a button and end up at work. But autonomous driving means that cars that you buy um, uh, and that you own, you can drive in certain places. It's probably still only on the highway where the car would drive for you if there's certain conditions where the highway has been mapped and there's other cars and the car can see you well around it. So that's called autonomous driving. Now, Ford's patent says that um, if you don't pay up and you don't uh, pay your monthly installments, this is a patent that um, uh, ends up in repossession. In other words, if you're not paying your uh, installments, um, the idea with this is initially it'll switch off some of the basic systems. So things like your cruise control might not work anymore or your electric windows might not work anymore. Uh, and then next up might be that your navigation or your map system doesn't work anymore. And then eventually it might go further in your climate control. So if you're not paying up, they sort of take these things away. And then in next, uh, the next thing is that um, the car might play a, a, a very unpleasant sound. If that doesn't work, the car might lock you out. And then Ford says, well, if there's an emergency, they'll allow you back in the car. And then the last step of this repossession plan, which is just interesting, is that they'll say, well, if you haven't paid up for a certain amount of time, the car will drive itself back to the Ford dealership. Technically, they don't own the car, the bank does. But this is the idea with the patent note. For me, it's more of a funny thing. I'm not sure how they're practically going to reinforce that. But this is a patent that puts forward to say, how can we um, repossess cars when people aren't paying for them? So it's an interesting idea. I'm not sure how it will work practically, but it is an idea. So, Nico, I mean, this is now, now we're talking like kind of, I mean, I suppose this is where cars are going. So voice recognition in cars. Um, mm. This is a huge issue. Um, I feel it's a huge issue because I have certain names on my um, my black book. <laughs> my, that my voice, That my voice recognition simply refuses to understand. Are we going to see that being improved in any kind of a way? I think, I think let's take a simple, uh, a ridiculous example, but uh, a great example. So I'm Afrikaans, and imagine my, my friend's name is Fricky. So for the car, I'll have to say phone Freaky, because the car <laughs> doesn't recognize an Afrikaans name. The same, I mean, the same applies to my sister. So my car has voice recognition. But I have to say, uh, it's saved a sissy. I have to say phone Susie because the car doesn't know. Um, so that's exactly the case. If you have a very generic English phone pan, the car will phone pan. But as soon as it's not a very generic English name, so a lot of um, it's a South African names um, would be an issue for the car. Plus also depending on your accent. So if you have a, uh, your English is very good and you don't have a strong Afrikaans or um, in, um, uh, other um, accent, for instance, again, I'm using myself as an example. If you have a strong accent, the car also battles to understand um, you. Also, if the other people in the car, voice 
control doesn't work that well because it has one microphone that's trying to pick up a command. So if you're trying to show your friends but they're all talking and laughing, voice control doesn't work either. So there are certain instances when it works. It is improving a lot, yeah. but then that is then affected by your English or your accent and, and also the names that you're trying to say. So certain names, as you said in the address book, just the car doesn't recognize them. And, you you know, it's so frustrating that eventually you just like, you just give up. Um, so I've had that and I've played around with voice control. It is getting better, but you know, it's still not as smooth as we'd like, to, like it to be. Where, you know, like I would be chatting to you and say, phone this person. The, the cars aren't there yet, but there's just improvements all the time and it is getting better and better and better. So if we look at the kind of interaction that we have with our cars as we move forward, is this going to become de rigueur? Like all cars, will you'll be interacting either through voice recognition or other apps, hmm. etc. as we move forward. That basically you would, for example, have to have a cell phone in order to drive your car. Well, no, I don't think you will have to. I think that the, at the end of the day, you'll still be able to climb in the car and drive from A to B. But the, 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 the need, as, as, as a younger generation gets into the cars and they're so tech-savvy and they, they use the technology all the time, um, they want that in the car. So it mm. depends on the market. So the car will never be drive to A to B and you need a cell phone. But uh, a lot of the functionality in the car will be centered around you interacting with the car all the time. Um, and uh, as I said, it, I think it depends on the type of driver. For me, there's still less of that. So when I drive the car, I enjoy the way the car feels and drives. Um, and I like the fact that the car's quiet and I don't really worry too much about interaction uh, with the car when it comes to my phone. In other words, when I'm phoning somebody out. Um, so, but in future, it might be a, a lot less people are focused on the drive system the car has, especially with electric cars. They tend to lose the a bit of the soul that other cars have. So when electric cars all feel the same, then you're not going to be worried about the drive. You might worry about or you might want to focus about how does your car interact with your um, personal lifestyle, or your, 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 your phone and everything else you do around it. So that has, for car manufacturers, that's a big focus now. And a lot of cars as well have built-in SIM cards that you're going to see more and more and more where the cars have SIM cards built in SOS functionality, the fact that you're connected to the internet all the time. So this is still in high-end cars, but this is we're going to see a lot more because all that interaction we're talking around needs a, a stable connection and needs a call. will work better with a connection to the internet. What would that mean in South Africa if we uh, do go into sort of serious, I mean, we're in serious load shedding already, let's be quite honest, but what if we went into like 8 to 16 or something? How would that impact us? And how would that impact your driving with cars um, with regards to um, access to internet and how that might impact the driving itself? Well, the thing is, um, the car will, well, when it's driving, again, these aren't critical driving things. So okay. the safety issues will still work. Your, your, your normal systems will work. It's just the fact that you won't be able to interact. Mm. And you might just find some frustrated drivers on the road. And, of course, yeah, um, yeah but it's not going to stop the car. So the, basically, cars will have to drive, drive without all of these systems. But it will become a need. And if your car doesn't have that, people might not buy the car. They might buy somebody else's car that they can interact with better. That's, again, this is, this is more the trend. It's not right now, but I'm seeing that more and more in the motor industry and the, fo- the focus from manufacturers. Lots of frustrated drivers on the road with um, all the uh, load shedding and all the robots that are out. So there we have it. Nico, 9 o'clock.
Time for the news. What are you going to do for the rest of today? No, it's, a, it's just an easy day, so um, I'm going to have a relaxed meeting. Good for you. I like it a lot. Time for the news. Good morning.